Life's like a box of chocolates. Here in Shepherd, little spatulas, wooden spoons. It's a shepherd. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Ooh. Kitchens can be scary. Yo, we could slip on some dairy. Oh no, there goes Mary Berry. Oh, it's Chef Tales. Woo! These are genuine real tales. None of them include the eight gaff mayo. They are all Chef Tales. Ooh, Chef Tales. Woo! Every day he's making Chef Tales. Woo! Organising the private pie but don't want the hassle of cooking for it all yourself? Have you got a corporate event booked but not sure where to start looking in regards to catering? It's okay. Sweet as a nut has got this. Run by husband and wife team, Sweet as Nut Catering are an experienced wedding events catering company based in Ferndale with over 25 years of experience. Whether it's a barbecue that you're after or a hog roast, Sweet as Nut Catering will work with you to create something that you and your guests will love and remember. Pop an email to sweetisnutcatering at hotmail.co.uk or check out the website at www.sweetisnutcatering.com Sweet as Nut Catering, it's what we do. Hello and welcome to Chef Tales, the podcast. Or Chef Tales podcast, I don't mind. However, well, I'm probably going to leave it at that. I am your host, Matt Jones, aka Bomed. A.K.A. Muddy Boy. I'm a. I'll get to tell you a little bit about me, and then we will get in into it. I'm a 38 years old. I'm originally from Southwest London, uh, from a glorious town called Mitcham. You must have heard of it. Beautiful town. Um, moved to Bournemouth when I was in my when I was 20. Um, bought a flat a year later. Uh, I now have a wife and two kids, and I've been chefing for 22 years. So um, these tales are genuine; they are 100% real, and they are, or I am involved in, well, all of them. Um, the first one, the first one is called horror film. Now. It started in 2006. It started. It happened in 2006. Let's let's get that um, right. <clears throat> now, bear in mind my stories. My son. I've just started this off anyway. When I when I tell stories, I'll go around the houses. I'll, I'll I'll get in every little bit of detail that I can, because I like doing that. Um, it might you know. But, it might be boring to some other people, it might be amusing and funny to other people, but that's where, you know, my son is exactly the same, he loves telling stories, and um, and you can't shut him up, so that's where, he, yeah, in a way, that's, anyway, that's where he gets the, the chatterbox from, so it's called Horror Film, now, 2006, I was working in a, um, in a restaurant, uh, so this is 14, 14 years ago, so I was 23 at the time. And um, <clears throat> I was working in a very, very busy restaurant um, near where I live now, actually. But at the time, it was a good, oh, it was a good hour bus ride away, so two hours travel every day. You know, but I didn't seem to mind um, 
Well, I don't seem to mind travel as long as it's not too fucking far away. Anyway, I was um, I was the second chef um at this restaurant. Um, it was a small team, like it always fucking is in places. The tight fucks, always a small team. Um, there was four chefs. There was obviously the head chef, myself, and two CDPs, chef de parties, and two KPs. One KP called Porno Man. I'll go into him another time, and not literally. <laughs> I'll talk about him another time. And Andy, um, I'll, again, I'll elaborate on Porno Man another time, but not now. Now, um, the head chef. I won't name. I don't want to name names and get into trouble or anything like that. Um, he was a machine. He would. Um, I'd be in at like nine o'clock in the morning, and. Um, and I'd come in and there'd be stuff everywhere. And it was clear that it started well at, well, six, if not earlier than that. Be doing prep, you know, decanting stuff into small, into small containers. Stuff was everywhere. It was how this, um, how this bloke worked, you know, and I respected that. I thought, you know, he's a grafter, you know, I'm a grafter. He's a grafter, we'll get on well, you know. And um, me and him, me and the chef had a good working relationship. You know, I had his back, which I should have, and, and, and you know, likewise, and when he was on the pass, I'd be cooking the, the main courses, banging them out, obviously ran the kitchen when he was off, etc. I remember a really, I remember a really, really busy time we had, uh, really uh, busy, busy day ahead of us, and we had hired an agency chef to come in and, and help. Funny enough, it was somebody that I knew. And the uh, chef has given his brief for the day, and what's coming up, you know, etc. And then um, he like just looks at me and points at me and goes, "I trust him. He's all over it. He can comfortably cook for three hundred people. The rest of you lot need to sort your shit out." <laughs> now I, I was like a bit like taken back by that, but um, I thought, "Oh, you know, he he, he knows I'm in, <laughs> he knows I'm in business. He knows that I can do. You know, if I could say I can do it, I can do it." You know, the day went well. Everything was um, everyone was happy after that. After that briefing, I did think to myself, you know, it's nice to be appreciated. My shit don't stink. Or well, so I thought. Now, okay, I don't know when, whenabouts this was, but, <clears throat> um, and why the fuck I came out of it, because I've done it a couple of times, and it's not the best fucking choice. But anyway, I just, I decided to, um, to tell my head chef that I had suffered from epilepsy for 14 years, or words to that effect. So I, so I, you know, so I said, you know, hence the past, past tense, past tense, suffered. Now don't ask me why this conversation came about, but he went mad after that. Why do you fucking tell me about this? Blah, 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 fucking hell. You know, I can't believe you. Clearly he wasn't happy, right? And, um, well, <laughs> I didn't feel I had to, and uh, why I did, don't ask, it just happened. Right now, bear in mind that I hadn't had a you know I hadn't had a fit epileptic fit since I was 16. The last time I had one, I remember it vividly, as if it was yesterday. I was in my mum's car. I was opposite Rains Park in South London. Uh, my stepbrother just played football, and uh, and was in yeah we was coming up to some traffic lights, and yeah, and I had one just in the car, and oh, it's horrible. You don't want to witness it. It's, and I'm laying there, or I sat there, I can't do anything, and it was, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it happened, you know, where I was living, you know, for 20-odd years in, uh, in London. 
for fucking ages ago. And since that day, I've been cleared, cured, whatever you want to call it. I haven't had one since. Now, I'll go into that another time as well. But um, some, oh yeah, <laughs> some, uh, some absolute cunt, excuse my French, even, even tried to jeopardise my career by, by telling my future employee that I had epilepsy. Now, what kind of fucking lowlife does that? You tell me. Anyway, back to, back to horror story. <laughs> a few weeks have passed. Um, we had had another really, really, really busy day ahead of us. I'd get my head down, bash for the prep, onto the next job, and the next, and the next. Um, yeah, lunch service, yeah, done it, banged it out, it's passed, and it was now time to serve food, staff food. Now, chef is up in his office upstairs, yeah, our, CPs, C, our CDPs are fucked off home, they're all on their break, and I'm cooking the staff food. And I said, you know, I've been just banging the food out, banging the pass, the pass, the prep out, etc. Now I put it on the pass, and I started to feel really weird. And I turned to the, um, or I look at the uh, KP, and I go, Andy, Andy, mate, I feel proper dizzy, man. Um, I say to our KP, now he was in his 50s, a nice bloke, Chelsea supporter, not that it makes any difference, or anything like that. A bit simple, and um, you know, I was expecting, oh, mate, you know. You want to sit down or whatever, but I go, okay, mate, I'm off. See ya. And that, that, that was literally what what I got. What was his reply? I was hoping for a bit of ounce of concern, but yeah, never mind. So um, that was that. After that, it was complete blur. Cheryl, she was uh, the head waitress, if you like, at this um, well, that is the right name. I'm not uh, um, of this place, this restaurant um. Thought, oh no, I need to go and get some, get some ketchup um, some, from the kitchen. Yeah. So to her horror, I'm out cold, sprawled out on the floor, next to a double fryer. There's blood fucking everywhere, and she's screaming like it's a horror movie. Um, I'm cold, by the, by the way. That's why I'm, I sound a bit. I'm in my gym doing this, but anyway. Now, I come to with my head chef. Uh, with my arm, with his arms around me. Obviously, I'm concussed. Not a fucking clue what's going on. And an ambulance is called. The owner of the restaurant and my brother, who was the um, emergency contact at the time, come to the hospital with me and um, and look after me. Now, when this all happened, my head chef was on the blower to a friend of mine, um, another yeah, another chef, and he obviously ended the call quickly and came to see what the fuck was going on. Now. This is no word of a lie, and my brother told me this uh, a couple of days after. But the phone call went pretty much like, he's dead, he's dead, he's fucking dead. He told my brother whilst in hysterics on the phone. Now, like I say, that, that, that is no fucking word of a lie. Anyway, after all this has happened, yeah, I don't know, I'll put um, a bit of uh, humor in this, but after, you know, I've been not I've been knocked the fuck out. Um, wouldn't be the first, and it hasn't been the first time. Uh, I've gone to the hospital, and um, I still managed to make a few people laugh, even though I'm fucking off my nut. Now, I was laying in the hospital bed, and a nurse asks, "You know, what's your name? What's your date? You know, Matthew John, John Philip Jones, date of birth, 20th of night, 31. And then, what day is it? I go, it's Friday, baby. 
I reply, and Luke and the, and the nurse laugh. And she goes off, and I say, oh, mate, bruv, she's well fit. I've got to grab her number, man. And, uh, but obviously still got kind of, still out of it, and, uh, well, she like, it was like magic. She like disappeared, poof, she was gone. Yeah, a bit like uh, Kaiser Soze. Um, now, I was, I was released the next day. Still, obviously, still out of it, yeah. And uh, I've gone around Luke's gaff. Uh, am I resting? Am I bollocks? I'm, doing, I'm fucking cooking. <laughs> I'm fucking cooking. I'm, and, uh, uh, you know, should be taking it easy. Fucking not doing any of that shit. But I'm making leaking potato soup of all things. So I'm showing him how to make it. Again, don't ask me why. It's one of those ones. I mean, in his kitchen, soup's ready. So it's, you know, sweated off the veg, blah, blah, blah. Potatoes are cooked. It's all ready. So the soup is about to be blitzed. So I'm going, right, yeah, so I'm going to just do this. So I pour it into his bar blender. I immediately switch the fucking thing on. What did I forget? Well, obviously the fucking, the Ligi twat. So the whole of the soup obviously is, covers me. I immediately switch, you know, and uh, I'm like, it's all right, bruv, it's all right, bruv. It's all on me. There's none on you. Boiling hot fucking soup, you twat. That'll teach me. I was signed off for six weeks. Um, for that accident, yeah, and uh, and I had and what I had on the phone call was for my chef is you can't come back, Matt. You can't come back, mate. My chef said, Amber's crew said it was a seizure, mate. It was a fit. I'm like, sorry, what? I reply. Now, okay, obviously when I was when I blacked out or when I um, got knocked out, you know, that was uh, that happened and I was out. I fainted. Yes, it was my own mistake. I hadn't had any water, any food at all that day. Fucking, I'd just been concentrating, getting the food, you know, and concentrating on the jobs that I was doing. And I was dehydrated and I fucking went down like a sack of shit, literally. Uh, even Luke said to me that the ambulance crew said nothing about a fit or anything. Uh, the chef just obviously didn't want me in the kitchen anymore, you know. After that happened, he didn't want, he didn't want to face that, or I don't know, but it's fucked up, you know, being there, uh, you know, for that to happen. So I seek legal advice um, through the you know, Citizen Advice Bureau, and I was, well, if I went around, went about it the right way, I could have got you know a good amount of money out of them, but. Uh, fucking silly ass fucking talks to people etc and um, eventually he changed his mind and um, and I go back and I go back there and he was a cunt towards me like having a go at me at, at no, re no reason that kind of stuff and I was trying to and then there was a point I knew he was going to have a right go at me over nothing I was trying to get my phone get, or dictaphone I bought a dictaphone and I got it ready and then went out there and he was having a go at me I'm thinking sweet I've got this all on on my dictaphone, and I fucking didn't push record, did I? Did I try it? So I didn't get it. So um, a, late, a week later, after I came back, I quit. You know, um, I've got a scar on my head where I hit the deck. You know, um, it did affect me, of course. Yeah, mentally and physically. I mean, uh, I couldn't believe, to this day and age, that in, the, that in this day and age, you know, he thought that he could just get rid of me. You know, and not and have no comeback. You know. And um, 
I, uh, well, I, I felt like I lost a bit of pace in the kitchen, you know, with, uh, you know, just chopping and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it did affect me. It did affect me. But I did think, who fucking does that? What kind of person does that? Now, this is a, you see, judge for it for what you will, but I mean, that, you know, that's the story. Like, you know, I was found out cold on the floor next to a fryer. I mean, yeah, it could have been a lot fucking worse. I could have, um, well, don't want to say it, obviously, but obviously, yeah, don't want to say it, obviously. Could, head could have been in the fryer, whatever. I could have been, I could have died. I could have died in the kitchen, but I didn't. I'm still here. I'm still going strong. And, um, and yeah, and uh, that is my first tale. And uh, let's, hope, uh, let's hope you like it, guys. All right? Um, this is me. This is me. <laughs> um, this is me over and out. Uh, have a good, have a good day, week, weekend, and um, until next time. Peace. Life is like a box of chocolates here in Chefburg. Ladle spoons, wooden spoons. It's a chef blur. He might make history. Some people would disagree. Chef tales. Woo. Kitchens can be scary. You could slip on some dairy. Oh, look, there goes Mary Berry. Chef tales. Woohoo. These are genuine real tales. None of them include Ape Gareth Bale. They are all chef tales. Woohoo. Every day he's making real chef tales. Woohoo.